You're listening to Retrospection Radio Theater from the creative mind of Noah Martin, brought to you by Retrospection Multimedia. It takes a lot of work to bring you these stories, and so I'd like to point out that we have a Patreon and Ko-fi in the description. A small donation of $5 can get you access to exclusive content and help keep Madison, Maine afloat. We are proud to bring you Retrospection Radio Season 5, Future Imperfect. Elliot Cooper spent most of his life as a plain and unassuming man. He drew no attention from passers-by, and often even his own friends forgot he existed. Each day of the month starts off the same as every other day of the month. The changes between waking up on a Monday versus waking up on a Tuesday versus waking up on a Wednesday were merely non-existent to someone used to the same life they've always been living. As with every other day for the past five years since graduating college, Elliot Cooper rose from his bed after turning off his alarm clock, dressed in tidy whities Elliot stumbled over to his closet, which he promptly opened with the little energy he could muster. It was 6 a.m., and just like yesterday, Elliot was rather tired and not looking forward to work. After pulling out a red button-down shirt, light khaki pants, and dress socks from his wardrobe, Elliot then walked to his bathroom and turned on the shower. He stripped and held his hand to the water, waiting for it to turn warm before he remembered that the water heater in his apartment had not been fixed, because he had forgotten to call his landlord the evening previously. With a heavy sigh, Elliot Cooper stepped into the freezing cold shower and quickly washed himself. Elliot Cooper opened the curtain to a shower and grabbed a towel. He began drying himself off before stepping to the sink near the door. He pulled out a comb, grabbed his hair product, and retrieved a razor from underneath the sink. He held his hand up to the steamy window and proceeded to wipe away the residue. When the mirror was clean, Elliot Cooper gazed upon a fleshy, lifeless form standing opposite him in the mirror. It held no eyes only indents where two would be. It held no mouth, no nose, only a blank face. But the hair, the hair was exactly the same as Elliot Cooper's. Well, at first, Elliot thought that perhaps he was far too tired. He wiped the sleep from his eyes and proceeded to gaze in the mirror again. And yet again, the lifeless and featureless form of himself stared back. Elliot did not react in an appropriate way. He thought that perhaps he had tried some drugs the previous night and his mind was still recovering. Then a wave of sadness washed over him. Party, he thought. I've never been popular enough to go to a party, let alone do drugs. It then dawned on him that the creature reflected in his own mirror was very real indeed. He decided to pretend like he didn't see it. Like everything was normal, he raised his comb up to his hair and proceeded to lather some product into it. 
He ran the comb through his hair, and his featureless creature mirrored him perfectly. He lowered his hair care products and grabbed his floss. The creature grabbed its own floss. He lifted the floss up to his mouth, and the mirror lifted the floss up to its mouth. He began flossing, but the creature did not follow. He continued acting like nothing was wrong. He continued flossing, but the creature's hands slowly lowered to the edge of the white, cast-iron sink. Elliot noticed, and a spark of fear began to build from deep within him. He did not, however, stop flossing. A hand shot from inside the mirror and grabbed Elliot's hands. The floss still attached. It pulled with an ungodly amount of might, and Elliot felt his two front teeth uproot and fling out of his mouth. Blood poured from the wound, and tears from his eyes. The hand continued pulling and yanking and trying to bring Elliot into the mirror with it. Elliot fought back with all of his might, but he was losing. He felt himself rising from the ground and slowly being pulled towards the mirror. He tried to push away. His legs found a hearty position lodged underneath the sink. He kicked backwards, hoping to dislodge himself from the creature's grip. But it kept pulling, kept yanking at his hands. Elliot felt his ankles shatter, the bones splitting and piercing from his skin. He lost his foothold on the sink and was pulled through to the mirror world. Elliot Cooper slammed into the ground of his bathroom floor. He lay prone. His hands were still drawn together by the string of floss. His vision was hazy and he saw small drops of ink-like blood dripping from his mouth. He shook his head in an attempt to wake himself from some of the pain before turning to look within the room. The room was normal. No monster, no shattered glass, nothing to hint that he had just been pulled through his mirror. But then again, was he really pulled? Or did he slip and fall, hitting his head on the rim of the sink? Uh, maybe this is some concussion illusion. He felt pain shoot up from both of his legs, and slowly waddled his body over to the wall. He mustered his strength, and placed his back to the wall. He looked down at his legs. The off-white ball of his ankle had broken clean through the skin. Fountains of blood poured from the wound, and wet the tile of the bathroom from a cream color to a darkened red. He could see exactly where his own flesh tore, as if his skin had been placed into a meat grinder and cranked until there was nothing left. The opening between his top half of the flesh and bottom half allowed the bone to exit. He felt panic whir up from deep within his chest, a true anxiety which caused his breathing to get more and more rapid. He tried to scream, to look away, but every time he opened his mouth, only deafening silence came forth. He tried to close his eyes, to pretend this was all fake. 
After all, he'd be okay. He'd wake up soon. His mom would be calling him to school, and the life of misery he lived up until this point would have all been a part of this horrible and horrendous dream. But every time he tried to close his eyes, he felt fingers clawing at them. He saw the squirming forms of maggots tearing at the back of his mind, trying to eat through his vision and break free. So he kept his eyes open, because... Because what he couldn't see couldn't hurt him, right? And as he continued staring in horror, now afraid to blink, he felt those very same bugs crawling through his skull, making their way down through his body and bones. He could see little bumps from beneath his skin, inching down his chest and through his stomach. It made him sick. He tried to vomit, but as he began to puke, he felt the wriggling of the creatures crawling up his throat, desperately trying to break free from his body. He tried to swallow them back down to get as far away from his mouth as possible, but it was too late. He felt the insects wriggling within, and his mouth opened wide as he upchucked mounds of squirming insects all over the bathroom floor. Once... Twice. Three times he vomited. And, when he felt like there was nothing left in him, the bugs found themselves in his leg. They crawled out of the wound covered in his red blood and onto the floor of the bathroom. But they didn't stop, and soon almost the entire floor was covered in insects. He felt himself vomit again and again, and soon hundreds of little legs filled the floor of the bathroom entirely. They began to crawl around him. His leg disappeared underneath the thousands of bloodied bodies. He screamed and screamed and screamed, but nothing came out. His voice was empty, and no one could hear him. And then he felt something slamming against his back as if the wall itself were morphing and trying to stab him. He screamed more and tried to wriggle away from the wall like the insects on the ground, but the wall had grown arms and they wrapped around him. He felt it continue to slam into his back and pain shot up his spinal cord. He kept screaming, but he couldn't break away from the plastered arms of the wall. They held him still as the insects wriggled all over him, consuming parts of his own flesh. He continued screaming in silence until he felt a blow to his neck. Felt like someone was trying to break his spine. But he couldn't stop screaming in deafening silence. He warped and shook, trying to break free from the creatures and wall which bound him. He began hyperventilating. His mind began to flash to scenes of horror films he had seen in his youth. He didn't much like horror, but he couldn't help but feel as if he were in one. What do I do? What do I do? He yelled in his mind over and over again, trying to think of some heroic way to save himself. And then he realized that he was powerless. That he had never been able to save himself before, to break free from the monsters of his life. You see, dear listener, even the most boring of people can hold the darkest of secrets. They, too, can be haunted by eternity.
His mind shifted from the thoughts of saving himself to that of being saved. He wished for someone to reach in their hand and pull him out. He wished for God to rescue him, to save him, and put everything back to normal. He wished his mother would grab him and hold him in her arms and whisper into his ear that everything would be alright. Shift away from the same events you've heard from history class over and over again. Listen to bite-sized historical stories that drift from the normal frequency of history. Retrospection Multimedia is proud to present Frequency Drift. New episodes on Thursdays at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Real history. Real life. Reality. Tell your stories through Retrospection Multimedia, an audiovisual organization dedicated to helping you succeed. We offer video editing, live event and podcasting services, and now, for a limited time only, sign up for the Ground Up Deal. The deal includes podcast consulting, editing, and coaching services. We will also create your own podcast website and RSS feed. Within a few weeks, your podcast will be available on every podcatcher. Order now at www.retrospectionmultimedia.com. Now, back to this episode of Retrospection Radio Theater. And then he was awake again. He was back in his office like nothing had happened. He could feel someone's hand on his back. He could feel his own dry and airy mouth like a cave in an arid winter. A pool of drool had formed at his cheek. The skin of his face stuck to the table, glued together by sweat. His skin peeled away from the wood as he lifted his head. One of his co-workers stood behind him, his hand on Elliot's back, and the rest of the office was staring at him. A woman looked in horror at Elliot from behind the walls of her cubicle. A man stared with his eyebrow raised from down the hall. It felt like hundreds of heads, thousands of eyes all looking to him. All staring at him, with all the attention on him. He felt embarrassment begin to bubble in the depths of his stomach. Butterflies flew around and his gut tightened. He looked at each co-worker from eye to eye and then gently rose from his chair. It wheeled backwards, and the man took his hand off of Elliot's back. Elliot was awake. He was free of the monster, of the bugs, of the wall. He breathed in. The feeling of the stale office air filled his lungs. He felt it for a moment before releasing a heavy sigh. No one said a thing to him. Everyone simply stared. And then finally, an older man spoke up. Elliot, are you okay, man? Yeah, I'm fine, Elliot lied. You were screaming at the top of your lungs. We tried to wake you up, but you wouldn't wake up. I was having a nightmare. Yeah, yes, I guess that. Must have been a pretty bad nightmare. Did you stay here all night? 
Elliot realized he could see the sun shining through the windows. It must be Wednesday morning the next day. He had, indeed, stayed here all night. He nodded his head in confirmation to his co-worker. You doing all right? Radios' death has been affecting everyone differently. If you need the day off, none of us will stop you. Elliot's first reaction was to deny the day off. In five years of working for the company, Elliot had only ever taken time to himself when his mother was gravely ill and he decided to care for her. After she recovered, he returned to work. He imagined that he must have had quite a bit of sick leave accrued. Against his moral judgment, he decided to take the rest of the day to himself. He thanked his co-workers for caring about him and waking him up and proceeded to grab his already packed things from his desk. He double-checked to make sure that his computer was turned off, and then he left the office. With the day off, Elliot wasn't sure what he would do. He could go to the park and enjoy a nice long walk. He could go to the movies and see the latest superhero film, or perhaps he could go home and spend the day with Teddy after not being able to come home for the evening. Ultimately, Elliot had a lot of options and wasn't sure what to do. But the more and more he thought on his options, the more he realized that, once again, the newspaper had been correct. He did have an awful nightmare the previous night, just like the fine print had said. And his boss had died that very morning, just like the Monday paper had said. He wasn't sure what he was going to do, but he did settle on one thing. Today's newspaper needed... Thank you for listening to this episode of Retrospection Radio Theater. I am Noah Martin, creative mind behind Retrospection Multimedia. Join us Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for new episodes. Please consider subscribing, rating, or reviewing this podcast if you liked it. If you like Retrospection Multimedia and the content we provide, go to www.retrospectionmultimedia.com. You can donate to help keep Retrospection Radio airing at the Ko-fi or Patreon link in the description. You can also go to our website to hire us for your own podcast. Join us again next week for the next thrilling episode of... Retrospection Radio Theater Season 5